0: Good morning, church. I pray you're doing well, that this weekend was refreshing, that you had a good time. I want to say thank you for praying for us. Uh, Last week, Ellie Mae had been sick, and uh, she got sent home from school, but now she's doing better. I really don't know what's going on. Um, And then the other day, Lily got sick, and then I was feeling sick today and yesterday. And so we've been taking medicine, but thankfully... Uh, We are feeling better as well, so I just want to say thank you for your prayers because I truly do believe that God moves through them and He's helped us in them. So I just want to say thank you and I love y'all, and I really hope that you've had a refreshing weekend. And so, as I was praying, you know, for God for a fresh word to bring to you today, uh, the word that He brought me was important things. Okay, now hear me when I say this, what if I told you that you could be doing things for God? But what you're doing is actually not what's most important. Hmm? It's good, right? So today we're going to dive into important things. And no matter where you're at in life, um, every day, we're all required to make decisions. And what we choose can determine what we receive. And so we're going to be looking at some important things found in the Word of God um, that I believe God wants to... Uh, make us aware of, because he wants to you know sharpen us, he wants to encourage us, he wants us to strip off the ways that are trying to slow us down and help us continue to keep fighting the good fight, but also to help our brothers and sisters do that as well, and so I pray that you would receive it, and uh let me open up with the word of prayer, okay, Father, we just thank you, uh man, for the ways that you move through prayer and and the ways that we get to communicate with you and, Uh, Father, I know that oftentimes that we come to you, uh, we could be ones that do the majority of the talking, but I pray that we would also be um, people that would be aware of that and that we would slow our roll and allow you to do more of the talking. And so, Father, I just pray that today you would speak to us through your word, um, that you would use the things that you've given me uh, to help sharpen each other and including myself, Lord, Because as much as this is a word for them, I know that you're giving a word for me as well. And so I just pray that we would uh, be sharpened today and we would be encouraged and our faith would grow deeper roots um, to stand all the things um, that life life has to come for us, but also the things that you've uh, spoke over us. And so we just love you and we just thank you for the opportunities to join you in that and pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, today we're going to be in Luke chapter eleven um starting at verse um thirty seven through forty two if you know luke eleven um that's when he's jesus is is talking about prayer, but there's also times that uh, really he's he's out there just doing ministry man, and he he's finding himself kind of getting you know some opposition, some resistance uh, from the Pharisees, which of course is the religious uh, leaders that are supposed to be in charge, you know teaching the people and helping the people. Um, but oftentimes as you read through the Bible, you see that, um, Jesus was often bumping heads with them. And I think a lot of times they saw things kind of not in the way that God was intending them to. Um, but I pray that us, we would do a better job of receiving when God is trying to reach out to us and speak to us. And so, um, today, Luke 11, starting at verse 37, uh, let's go. So it says, as Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish customs. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees! For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Do not neglect the more important things. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Important things. And the first one um, that I want you to understand is expect Jesus to move unexpectedly. Expect Jesus to move unexpectedly. So expect the unexpected, right? Um, Verse 37, it says, Jesus was speaking and one of the Pharisees invited him in a home for a meal. And I want you to understand that uh, as Jesus was speaking, right, and he was invited in that moment, what did he do? He accepted the invitation. And so that's good news for us, church, right? Say, so, hey, man, hallelujah, because it doesn't matter uh, what Jesus got's going on. When we give him an invitation, he's going to take it. And so if you've ever questioned, man, where is God at? Uh, will he make time for me? Does he actually hear me? Yes, he does. And in fact, he's willing to come in and, and take a seat at your table. Because what did the verse continue to say? So he went in and took his place at the table. Shoot, that's what I'm talking about. I need Jesus in my life. I need him to come sit at me with the table. Uh, so if you've invited Jesus in your life, um, just know, man, that he's going to take his rightful place at your table. And I don't know how you get down, but I know oftentimes you invite people in your home, you got guests. You want to make sure that they have a great seat, right? That they have you know, a good spot, that they're close to you, that they're near to you. So the moment that we invite Jesus in our life, the moment that we invite him into our situations, he's close to us. He's right next to us. He's willing to sit with us right where we're at. and so That is good news. Um, so that's the first thing I want you to understand, okay? But as we continue to talk about expecting the unexpected, um, verse 38, it says, His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish customs. Okay. So he sat down and he didn't listen to what they was doing. We have to remind ourselves that Jesus doesn't live according to the world's customs, right? And even the customs that we try to place on him, okay? He's God. He shouldn't have to do that. And so when you're sitting with him and he tells you something or you're expecting that he's going to move in this way or move this way, uh, man don't be surprised if he does the opposite. Okay, don't allow your emotions to distract you from what he's really doing. Okay, it may not make sense. And yes, you can you could read the word and you could gain an understanding of how he's gonna move through situations and you know, but that's not always gonna be the case of what he's gonna do in your situation. And I say that um to let you know that when you forget that, oftentimes what you're doing is you're putting God in a box, okay? You're trying to limit God. And there is no limits, okay? There is no box that can contain him, okay? And as, as much as it's comforting to know exactly what he's going to do, um, really, the expecting the unexpected is actually good news. And, and this is what I mean, okay? I don't know about you, but I know I always get myself in situations that are beyond my control. I get myself in situations that I need help, that there's my back's against the wall. There's really no other ways to get out of it. And if I'm just working in my own abilities, that I'm in huge trouble. But thankfully, thankfully, I have the Spirit of the Lord in me, right? It says, you know, that Jesus is inside of me. And thankfully, I can tap into His power, okay? Because if you know the Word of God, uh, then you know that through him, you're going to be able to do more than you can within yourself. And and Jesus talks about this in Luke 18, verse 27. He says, what is impossible for people, what's impossible for people is possible with God. And at the time, he was answering a question because somebody was like, man, what does we got to do to be saved? And Jesus was explaining it. And they're like, man, we ain't got no hope. And he's like, oh, yeah, you do. Okay, because what's impossible for you is possible for God, meaning through me, all things are possible. You could accept it. So no matter what your situation is, you don't have to just go off of those expectations. In fact, you could trust in me. You could follow me. You could let me work in the situation and watch me do something that without me couldn't be done. Amen. Ain't that good? That's good news, church. Um, Like I said, because we get in those situations beyond our control, beyond our abilities. But thankfully, We have a Lord that is willing to step in with us. He's willing to step with inside of us and work through it um, to provide us an exit that probably shouldn't never, that we would never have without him. Pray that makes sense. Okay. Expect the unexpected. And and I don't know about you, but, uh, man, like I said, man, it's, it's not only, uh, uh, man, just grateful for it, but it's necessary and it's needed, um, and usually, the you know the understanding of man, why is this going or why is this happening? It usually comes later down the road um, if it's not understood in the moment. So expect the unexpected. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Okay. Here's the second important thing to check take, take away: is Jesus works from the inside out. Jesus works from the inside out, and now we live in a time. Um, I mean, you know, I've only been alive for so long, but in the time probably more than ever, uh, that people try to do everything possible to fix the outside, okay? They try to do it. The world promotes it. You see advertisements, whether it's commercials or or, um, on your online and on social media. You see advertisements all the day, and what are they doing? They're trying to focus on the outside of things, right? And we've gotten to a point that people can make videos, and they can try to help you gain tips, And they actually have a job, they have a living doing these things. And while I want you to understand, I think it is important um, that we're able to look in the mirror and love ourselves, right? That is important. Um, It's also important, though, um, man, that we don't miss what's going on on the inside, uh, because we'll never be satisfied with the outside if the inside is a hot mess, okay? Pray that makes sense, because if you think about it, you see celebrities, you see Wealthy people, beautiful people, all these different people, right? That go through and you think, man, they got their life together. I bet they got a good life. And then you start hearing things, you know, they took their own life. They were never happy. They were miserable. And it's hard to wrap our heads around that because we're thinking on the outside of things often tells us what the inside is, but that's not true. Okay. That's actually the opposite of what it usually is. And thankfully, Jesus is willing to help us and make us aware of all the dangers um, that are are against us and that are harmful to our well-being. We see that in verse 39. It says, Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you're filthy and full of greed and wickedness. In the next verse, he said, Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor and you could be cleaned all over. So he's making them aware of issues that need to be addressed um, from within. And he's also telling them the solution to their problem. And oftentimes, uh, when you sit down with Jesus, he starts bringing up these things. And man, it's not easy to hear. He's going to bring some things that are tough to hear, um, just the same way that it was for the Pharisees. And oftentimes, who do the Pharisees do? They got upset. They wanted Jesus killed, and in fact, they got him killed because of it. Because he was pointing out things um, that he was trying to make them aware of, and it wasn't because he was just trying to be uh, per se a bad guy. He was doing it because he wanted them to know the truth, and because he loved them, and he wanted to see them be saved from themselves. and And so, we may find ourselves in a situation. Where God is telling us something that's difficult to hear, um, but church man, it is necessary. And so we just gotta let them speak, okay? Like that verse says, man, it's called them fools. Church, let's not be a fool, okay? I, I know for the past couple of weeks, I feel like I've been been saying this, um, but let's not help the enemy and go on against ourselves, okay? If, if God is telling us something, if Jesus is telling us something, we have to understand it's coming from a place of love, and we have to understand that His words carry weight. Okay, so he's not just saying things to fill a conversation what he's saying. There's going to be truth in it There's going to be purpose in it and he's going to expect a response from it And I'm not talking about a response with our words and yeah, God, I hear you He's asking for a response with our actions like what are we going to do from what we just heard? And he told them their issues, right? And he said the solution that they could be clean And he'll do the same thing for us. He'll say, look, man, you got this problem and this is what you need to address. And this is what you need to fix. And this is how you're going to do it. Um, Hebrews 12 verse 11 says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there'll be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. And if you read Hebrews 12, you dig deeper in it. um, There's a couple verses before that. And it, it really talks about that God loves his children. And he disciplines them. And that's what a good parent does, right? He's going to correct us. He's going to show us love. He's going to steer us back on the right path when we start to wander on the wrong path. He loves us. And he wants to see us be successful in this life and to be a part of great things that he has for us. But we have to be receptive of the things that he tells us. And we also have to walk in obedience to him. And so, you know, my hope and prayer is that when he brings the discipline, that we would receive it no matter how painful it is. And we will know that it's going to lead us to a place of peace where we're also going to be cultivating things to reap a great benefit from them. OK, and it's not about the benefits for us. Right. Um, but I think we would all agree um that it doesn't hurt and we would also agree that that peacefulness is something that we all seek in this life because life is is tough man it could be turbulent at times and and let's not go against what he's trying to say and cause things even further trouble uh, man i think we should listen right and receive it and accept it and try to move in obedience to it so that's an important thing okay jesus works from the inside out okay so what do you do right well He's called us to do what's important. Verse 42, it says, What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you are called to tithe even the tiniest income from your earth gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Don't neglect the more important things. And what happens, like I just said earlier, right? When we failure to do so, it results in sorrow. And I feel like, like I've been saying, man, let's not add... Uh, to what the enemy's trying to do against us. Let's not be an enemy uh, with the enemy. Um, if we can uh, avoid it, then we should. So if we neglect what's important, we can expect sorrow to come. And you'll be thinking, well, you know, God has been bringing to my attention some things and I've been working on some things that he's brought to my attention and I've been seeing improvement and that's good. Um, sometimes God will make things real obvious and it's like having a, a foul mouth or maybe... Uh, not speaking out of anger. He's trying to bring things to attention like, hey, man, you need to chill out on this and, and that's good. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I do believe that God is going to bring things like that, that he wants you to address and work on. Just like Jesus said, man, I see that you're tithing and you're aware of it and you're faithful and working on it. Like that's all good. But what else did he say? That last sentence is key. He said, do not neglect the more important things. So you could be doing good things and even things that you know you need to be working on and be doing and still neglect what's most important. Okay, let me say it again. You could be doing good things and even things you know that you need to be working on and still be neglecting what's most important. Because see, what's most important uh, should be taking up all our more focus, our energy, our time. It, It should be, man, the thing that we're saying, this is what's most important. This is priority number one. And it goes back to earlier, right? I was talking about we all... We make decisions. We all are faced with things, and I know some of us are more organized. We're more, uh, uh, what is it like? Um, we're more methodical in how we're going to approach things, and some of us just fly by our pants and say, "Hey, man, we just kind of roll with it." Um, but it's important uh, when it comes to important things, especially when they're important to God. That we focus on those things that we just don't fly by our pants, but that we actually take time to hear what God is saying to us and, and follow through with it. I know for the past year, you know, before we started this journey of planning of the church, um, we, we knew God was moving us into a transition and we didn't know what that was going to look like. But one thing God made clear to me was that it was going to be a different season of our life. OK, that I wasn't going to be as heavily involved in things as I normally would. Or, or man, that I would expect for myself or even other people would expect of me. And what I kept seeing is every month, it felt like every day and every week, there was opportunities to come and do things part for God, right? To do things for him and to be a part of great things. And he kept telling me, no. You're going to sit your butt down, and you ain't going to do nothing. And I was like, man, God, but this is this is for you. You're going to be glorified. Through this. He's like, I am. But just because it's a good thing doesn't mean I always need you for it. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, with or without you. And so I was like, man, okay, God. And what I found was I said, okay, God, uh, that I want to do what's most important to you. Whatever that looks like, I want to do what that is. And so he kept telling me to say no to all these events and to all these things that kept happening. And what he was telling me, to, what was most important was my marriage. What was most important was me pouring into my kids. And he was saying, look, man, what you didn't realize is even though you were being a part of these outreaches, you'd be part of these Bible studies, and you'd be part of all these different things that were, were lifting me up. And they're good things. You were neglecting what was most important. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. Like, what do you say to that, right? And I was like, man, you're so right, God. And so I really started to... To, you know, focus on what was most important that God was putting on my heart. And since then, church, I can't tell you how much I've grown uh, individually, um, but also in our marriage. And also I've seen our children grow. Uh, we've all grown a deeper love uh, for God and appreciation for the things that he's given us. Um, but even a greater understanding and a, and a greater, uh, man, just the ambition and will to be obedient. And man, it's really sharpened us and it's grown deeper roots. Because yeah, one thing God has shown me is that, man, depending on what your roots look like, is is going to show what it's going to be like uh, whenever you start to have that uh, uh, that fruit come to your tree. Um, because, you know, winds and storms are going to come. And if you don't have deep enough roots, then your tree, you, you know, you're going to get knocked over. Or even if you're going to produce great fruit, but your roots ain't right, man, you're going to end up killing yourself or you're going to end up man, messing up with what God was trying to cultivate and do. And so the roots that you grow are so important for your faith and so foundational in everything that God wants to do in your life. And it's an important thing that you need to really focus on and take the time uh, to do it the right way. And he was telling me in that season, like, that was what was most important. And so for you, I don't know what that might be looking like right now. I don't know what God is trying to tell you. Um... But my challenge and my goal for all of us this week is that we will be spending time seeking that, seeking and asking just that, God, what is most important? What are you the one thing or the couple of things that you're asking me to really pour my energy, to really pour my focus, to really pour my time in? Um, Because you're trying to do a work that's going to prepare me uh, for another season that's coming ahead. And so, church, I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, but I do know that's what God is asking of you. Okay. He says, man, I love that you're doing all these things for me. Um, but as much as I love you doing things for me, I want you to do what's most important to me. Okay. And so my hope and prayer is that you would discover what that is for you, um, this week and moving forward. And that would be a question and a conversation that you would frequently have with the Lord um because man you're going to see so much fruit from it and it's going to be lasting fruit from it, okay it's not just your average fruit it's lasting fruit it's that fruit other people could eat from it's that fruit that goes and, and the seeds make more fruit and more plants from it okay but it's all about the root system okay it's important things and so i want to I pray for us over those things man and i really pray that you have receive that today Um, That God will reveal to you what's most important. And man, I'm excited to see what God's going to do through this. And so, Father, I just thank you um, that as much as you allow us to join you in many things, Father, um, you also reveal to us what's most important to you. And so, Father, I just pray that we, as your children, uh, would be able to hear your voice clearly, that we would be able to step into the things that are most important to you, that we wouldn't just jump at opportunities to be a part of the work that you're doing Um, But we would wholeheartedly seek uh, what you're asking of us, and we would do that first before uh, we would even pay attention to these other things. And so, Father, just help us with what that is. I pray that we would all uh, just be encouraged today. Um, Maybe we've been doing what's most important. I pray today that we would uh, be encouraged that you see that, um, that you honor that, and that it brings you great joy and gratitude. Uh, to see us walk in that. And Father that you would help us all. Uh, be people that do what's important to you. So Father we just thank you. Uh, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way that you're sharpening us. And for all the ways that you love us. We love you and pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Alright church I love y'all. Have a great week. And if you got prayer let me know. Other than that. See you soon.